heard Bayern lost. <laughs> but I think that's not too important for us. Eh? Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as mind-blowing as the hoppening, fantasy advice as sweet as Florian Neuhaus hitting top bins and two pundits who were seriously regretting investing in Hoffenheim. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Match Day 16. And joining me as ever, he is the fantasy fußball got himself, Flo Reinecke. Flo, uh, you, you pulled out your crystal ball last week to nail the Hoffenheim prediction against Schalke. We had the Hoppy and Harit show. Uh, that was part of a thrilling weekend of Bundesliga action, but as a fantasy owner, it was a bit of a minefield weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was devastating to, to say the least, but I mean, I, I failed to hit 100 points and I can't remember when that was the last time that happened. Yeah, so many players didn't play where we didn't know before the weekend that they were injured and then just like a small message hey, yeah and uh, just as an aside like Mateusz Kunja can't play so suck it up <laughs> I, I was hoping like he he would bring me some joy um, but in in the end like it, it was a disaster but a disaster I shared with a lot of you guys out there so I feel all of your pains yeah, that's it. I think I think it really was. You had to get lucky. Um, it was a case of differential central really came to the fore. If you had a couple of players, they could make a huge, huge difference. And I was fortunate to have a couple of those, which is why I've gone above you in the standings again, which is nice after last week. But something tells me this may be the experience I think we have throughout the rest of the second half of the season now or in 2021 till the end of the season of the fact that, again, flexibility is going to be necessary, but there's going to be a lot of last minute decisions that catch us off guard. And I think we just kind of, kind of roll with the punches. Mateusz Cunha, Ryan Sessignon, they were a couple of them. Um, but yeah, there were more as well. And it was a bit of a, a tricky one. But we did have some some good moments. And it is nice uh, to talk about some of those. So seeing as Schalke uh, were such a big topic of conversation over the weekend, I thought it was appropriate to start with a listener question that related to them. So Flo at Hafid FW is asking, is it time to invest in Schalke assets? Not yet for me. I think it would be if they had a good matchup and not closing out the match day. Um, but as it stands, say they're having the last game of the match day at Frankfurt and Frankfurt is in good shape as well. Uh, so I'm not jumping on the Schalke bandwagon uh, yet. But definitely, definitely uh, some players um, where we keep an eye out for their performances. And I, I think we probably talk about like who's interesting in a fantasy sense uh, from Schalke. And uh, there's some like the usual suspects and we've got the American force hoppy. If that's like, that's how he wants to be pronounced, isn't it? Yeah, exa exactly. Hoppy. Exactly that. I mean, it's a, it's a tricky one for Germans, isn't it? Because everyone wants to okay. call him hopper. No, it's, it's, it's all right. I just wasn't quite sure if that's like, how how he's uh, pronounced, but Hoppy, no, it's all, it's all right, uh, actually. And I mean, he's a cheap option up front. So, yeah, but I w it's just like, um, like I said, uh, at Frankfurt and last game of the match, that's the reason why I'm not interested yet. Yeah, that's it. I think keep an eye on how they fare this weekend, but on the English of Ocher midweek, because we do have an English of Ocher coming up as well, ladies and gents. Uh, they play on Wednesday. They're the early kickoff on Wednesday, and that may be a better time considering they're at home against 
Köln. And of course, they are a standalone fixture that should things go wrong, uh, you should have a few players left in your squad that, that you could always rotate in and out to cover the deficits uh, that have potentially been lost. So I think it's it's a, it's a worthy question, especially after that performance. But I completely agree with you, Flo. Let's hold uh, firm for now uh, and give them a bit more time to prove themselves beyond just one game against a Hoffenheim side who were not at the races and who are struggling with injuries and all of that type of stuff. And so we should probably move on to the next question because it covers some of those players. Um, and it's from at j.querelt who says, which two, and this is actually, I'll say this now, Flo, this is a common theme in a lot of the questions in part one today. A lot of people wondering how to prioritize who to get rid of and who to bring in. Yeah. So j.querelt is asking, which two would you prioritize selling out of Cramerich, Cunha, Sané, Sessegnon and Gunter. Definitely Cunha, because I don't expect him uh, to start. We have just minutes before we recorded was the presser with Labadia, and uh, he said he's very questionable to play at Cologne because of problems. I don't know what the English term for Leiste is. Probably you you just call everything hamstring and you're done with it. So <laughs> we do, we do, we do. I think it's more a groin issue. A but groin, it's one that yeah, La- Labadia has talked about the fact that it's happened more than once with Cunha. Yeah, and I, I like I don't feel safe with Cunha at all. Like it's it's so like poor information politics that we didn't know like this problem even existed um, before last match day, and then all of a sudden he wasn't even. Like in the matchday squad, so um, I'm 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 definitely um, looking to jump ship with Cunha. Um, probably one of my worst winter buys, but uh, there you go. It's it can't always work out. So uh, he's n- the number one priority for me, and then it's tough between Sané and Günther. It's probably depending on how much money you need. I'm like, I think because Bayern had to go uh, in overtime at Kiel. And uh, what happened there, James? Um, I heard Bayern lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's not too important for us. Eh? Uh, you can't stop me from pulling that trigger. Oh, it's, today, it's very James, important for us. I can us. tell you that. But, uh, you pull uh, it as often as you want for yeah. that. So that's a great clip. I love it. I, I mean, it went to overtime there. Sané was uh, substituted out, I think, after like 60, 65 minutes, something like that. And I I think his chances of being in the starting lineup has risen because of Nabri played the whole game and uh, Coman is not at 100%. He wasn't uh, even in the match squad at Kia, So... Yeah, I think it's 50-50 with Sané if he's going to start or not. Um, and so I would rather keep him probably than Günther. Yeah, just because I think it's still a tough matchup and I wouldn't think about selling Kramaric and Sessegnon. I mean, that was a plan all around that we got this juicy matchup at home against Bielefeld and like it can still work out for the next match day. Uh, I don't think that everything is lost with Hoffenheim, so... I wouldn't think of selling my assets apart from Baumgartner, of course, who's suspended for that match. And that's like, that's giving me headaches as well. Cause I've got too many players I want to transfer out and I'm, yeah, <laughs> only three transfers to do. I think that's, uh, that's 
That's it. I think that's a problem a lot of people are facing because I was looking at my squad and going, yeah, actually, you know what? I can make three transfers this week and I feel like it's good for the weekend. But then I was looking at the midweek fixtures and going, oh, I'm in a bit of a pickle there then. And so it's, the, the games are going to come thick and fast in the next three match days. And I think really, if you can keep your head above water over the next three match days, you're doing very, very well. But I would agree with flow. I, I will say one thing. I did actually, after last week's episode and me talking about taking out Lewandowski, I did chicken out. Um, and I took out Cramrich instead for Andre Silva, which was a great move. And I'm not looking to bring Cramrich in because yeah. he just doesn't look quite like the same player. But I agree with Flo that it's not really worth getting rid of him for a home game against Bielefeld when anything can happen. And um, I need to get rid of Baumgartner. He is one. And I'm on the fence about Sessegnon because I do think Hoffenheim will keep a clean sheet against Bielefeld. The odds of that are very strong, especially at home. And the news is that Sessegnon will be coming yeah. back in. So yeah, Cunha is definitely coming out of my team. And Gunter we'll talk about Freiburg and their fixtures later but there is a reason that I certainly agree with Flo on that front so let's move on to the next listener question which again will follow a similar pattern it's from at dhananjay underscore 281 and he says hello guys been listening to you since January and you're doing great work thank you very much uh, he says which one of these players should I get rid of Cunha Bailey Witz Grifo Gunter Trimmel and he says I'm trying to get in Haaland and Guerrero as well yeah, Haaland and Guerrero, very high on my personal shopping list as well. Um, won't be able to buy them both because uh, we live in a world of a salary cap, James. And that means I'm, I'm, I don't have unlimited money to God, spend. If only. And uh, this week it's going to, like, it hasn't been uh, that much of an issue this season. But I think now it's, it's becoming an issue because many high priced guys are. Yeah, at their at their best right now. So um, that's that that's definitely is going to be, create some problems. I personally would hold on to Bailey and Wirtz if they are in the starting lineup on Friday. So they're playing on Friday. That's something we know. So keep the opportunity to have a star man. Uh, Cunha, I already said, like he's the first one to go for me. I'm not that keen on keeping Trimmel because um, I think he's a bit too pricey for what he brings to the table. I personally went for him as well because I had the money uh, at the first match day uh, after the small winter break. But like it's it's costing me now because I think I would have been better off having a guy with like around six million in market value than Trimmel, who's almost at eleven million. Um, so that. Out of these two would probably the two guys I'd look at, although you can make arguments for selling Günther because of the Bayern fixture, although we saw that it's not as tough as it used to be. And Grifo is match of proof, but when we talk about Freiburg later on, they have a tough uh, stretch of uh, games. So maybe it's time to just like, say, Vincenzo, and I know you're great. <laughs> you're coming back into my squad. When your matchups lighten up a bit, but for now I'll, I'll let you go and let others do the work in my squad. So maybe that's also um, yeah, 
a way to go. I'd definitely keep the Leverkusen assets if they are on the starting lineup. Yeah, that's it with Grifo. It's the case of, you know, we're not breaking up with you, but maybe we just need to take a break. Uh, a friend's reference for anyone out yeah. there. And with, with Trimmel, I would say as well, uh, beware the Leipzig fixture on Wednesday. I think that's certainly something that you should take into account when uh, prioritizing who to get rid of this week. But otherwise, yeah, Cunha Trimmel would definitely be top of that list. And you're right to try and get in Haaland and Guerrero. If you can get both in, then well done to you. That was really good. Uh, let's move on then. At FF underscore Vader. He's done it in two parts, Flo. He wants to know who we would prioritize bringing in out of Haaland, Silva, Hoffman and Bailey. Definitely Haaland, uh, all of these four. I'll, I'll bring in Haaland. I, I don't think like it would be a great risk to go into the match day without Haaland, um, with Dortmund playing at home against Mainz. I think that can go very wrong for you if you don't have him. Unless... Uh, for some reason, he doesn't play in a starting lineup, but we haven't seen from Terzic this cute rotation, which, um, Favre sometimes did. And I'm, I'm like, he's coaching for his job long term. I don't expect him to be too fancy with like trying to get a win without Haaland and like having arrested Haaland in midweek. Don't think that's going to happen. So he's priority num- number one for me. And then um, if you're looking for another striker, it would be Silva over Bailey for me, although the Schalke matchup seems to be a bit tougher now. And uh, Hofmann is a great pick as well, but they're playing at Stuttgart. It's a standalone fixture, which, uh, which is a positive. But this is definitely a match that can go either way, in my opinion. But Hofmann uh, still a still a great pick. but. If you got the money, I personally, um, for instance, would prefer Sancho over Hofmann. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Sancho is someone that we haven't really talked about enough over the last couple of weeks, but something tells me he's going to come up multiple times today. But yeah, I, I would agree with Flo there. I think that actually the way FF Vader has actually written these out, Haaland, Silva, Hoffman, that would be my list of prioritising, uh, getting them in. And so on the flip side, he's asking who he should be dumping, Flo. Now, he's naming a lot of the same names. We've got Cunha, Cramrich, but he's also got Davies and Verts in there. So, I mean, is it really a case of Verts may just stay on the case of he's in the starting lineup on Friday night? Yeah, if he's in a starting lineup, you play him. I mean, like, you wouldn't ditch him because he was a big disappointment. He had, like, I think one bad game to start, and then he just didn't play. Well, that's not something that you can uh, take against him. So he, he'd definitely stay in my squad, and I would be relieved because there's one last transfer I have to make. And uh, as it stands right now, I have two transfers I have to make just because of injury and suspension. Uh, so you, you're, you're happy about every player who, who features. And uh, I wouldn't think about uh, transferring him, him out. And if you sell Cunha, you already have one transfer up front. So I wouldn't go out of my way to sell Kramaric. And would Davis, I, I think Davis is too expensive for what he brings to the table right now um, and, and what we've seen. But like his potential is huge we know that but yeah like he he wasn't on my radar once this season so uh i'm not really high on him for his price tag yeah, especially given the fact that Bayern can't seem to keep a clean sheet for their lives right now either. Um, that certainly doesn't help someone like Davies. So yeah, uh, spot on on all fronts there. Okay, moving on at stats underscore don't underscore lie. I mean, he's trying to talk, I think, here in general terms about what we've talked about 
throughout this part one already float, but he says so many pricey options, and this is what you were saying earlier, is so many pricey options and now firing. How do we go about prioritizing how to get the likes of Sancho, Haaland, Hoffman in while still keeping players like Lewandowski? Is this really about sometimes sacrificing one player and going for a very low budget player that may not get a lot of points just to be able to free up the budget? Is that your recommendation? I usually try to not do that. My goal is to have 15 players in the squad, like, and every player has the potential to pick up points. And that's how I go about stuff. So you have to prioritize which high-priced guys you want to bring in. And Sancho, Haaland, Lewandowski, like, they are on the forefront. Of course, Angelino, um, like, we don't have to mention him. Like, then you've got four players you want. And then I think the fifth guy would be Guerrero. Uh, in my mind, um, that that will be the top five choices. And then you build your squad with what is left and see what fits. Um, that's what uh, how I would go about if, like, uh, we start now, uh, would have unlimited transfers now. So now you have to work with what you got and decide what's best for your squad. And, like, I personally, if a player is suspended or injured, I always sell him. I'd rather keep a player who's playing in a perceived bad matchup and you don't expect a lot, but like he's at least got a shot to having a good game. If you have a suspended player in your squad, like he can't give you anything. Uh, that's just the nature of the game. So I'm always siding with trying to get a player on every position in your squad who can score points. No, definitely. I, I mean, uh, without doubt, I agree on that. I just think this season, I mean, certainly we've got maybe not players that are in the very low price bracket that are scoring consistently, but we do know that they can score big. I mean, Hoppy was a uh, was an outlier, I think, this weekend. I'm not sure we can necessarily expect him to be banging in over 25 points a weekend. But the likes of, I'm thinking, Tongi Koulibaly or Borna Sosa at uh, Stuttgart that can, you know, help your budget while still providing a, a good baseline of points. Um, and there are, there are a fair few out there this season that uh, can help in that respect. So hopefully that does help. He's also asking uh, Flo, he says he also has a fair few Hoffenheim and Hertha players, but can I really sell them ahead of good fixtures this week? Now, we've talked about Hoffenheim, we've talked about Cunha, but what about the likes of Mittelstedt, Derida, those types of players, or maybe even a Cordoba that's maybe popped into a couple of squads? Is it worth getting rid of Hertha players this week? Uh, you have to have a really good squad to thinking about selling them, in my opinion, apart from a player like Cunha, who you probably have to sell just because I think it's more likely that he doesn't play at all uh, at Cologne. So um, that's the reason why I'm, I'm, I want to sell him. I think all other players, I mean, if you've got Mittelstedt, you're a gambler like in, in the first place. Um, cause why would you bring him in otherwise when it's like, like it's, it, it was always a risk if he's going to play or not. And he actually did pick up 10 points last week at, uh, at Bielefeld. So if you went for Mittelstedt. I know, after I sold him. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But when, uh, if you brought him in, I think you're hoping he feature again on the left wing, uh, at Cologne and then you're not one to sell him. Um, that's, how I would go about. So I wouldn't go out of my way to invest in Hoffenheim or Hertha right now. I definitely wouldn't do that. But if you have assets from, from these clubs, I mean, we, we know how quick 
things can change in, in football and it's not always very predictable. I, for instance, I, like I didn't have a Dortmund player uh, at the start um, uh, last match day just because of the matchup at Leipzig. And I, I thought that Leipzig would, would get the better uh, against Dortmund. And I mean, it, it did cost me because uh, a lot of players had Holland or many Many people had Hofmann in their squads at home against Bayern. Uh, I didn't bring him in before because of like the perceived tough matchup, and then he he goes out and goes absolutely bananas against against Bayern. And everyone who has like Starman Hofmann got a got a huge head start. Yeah. Um, before the weekend, and like the way the games went, you 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 weren't able to catch up with with people who had. Hofmann in that in that squad. So um, there's always an alternate scenario of what you think is the most likely, um, and and that's uh, I think the the reason why don't panic on Hoffenheim and Hertha players. Uh, it can change. Like they can be your uh, the, the players who give you the the big points hole on the weekend. Uh, it's definitely in the cards, especially for Hoffenheim, in my opinion. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, I sold Stindl last weekend and that was a massive mistake because he would have been my highest scoring midfielder by quite a country mile because my highest scoring midfielder was Giovanni Reina with six points and Grifo, actually. Um, I had a terrible weekend in midfield. And you're right about the Hoffman one. The, the, the saving grace for me is that I had Andre Silva and Eric Durm, which I star manned. And that was definitely, that helped uh, close the gap a little bit on those that maybe had Hoffman to start it all off. Who? Silva and, and, and Sorry, who? and World Cup win? winner Eric Durm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, sorry, yeah. sorry. Forgive me. Yeah, put some respect on his name. That's what I tweeted out afterwards. Yeah, um, I mean, we're on a tight schedule, but we, we have to <laughs> take our time with that. Yeah, I, you know what? I feel terrible for spending. I think there was one episode uh, before before Christmas where I kept laughing every time you said that, and I, I really shouldn't have. Uh, but I, he's I, I, all is forgiven on my side. I hope Eric can forgive me uh, when he listens to this. Yeah, and have you seen the great assist that he gave? Oh, brilliant. Oh no! Um, I, I, I'm talking about assist. Sorry, um, James. I, I was thinking like he had a. There was a cross where uh, Dorm uh, deflected the cross, and then Silva should have scored, and that would have been an assist for Dorm. And I was just thinking, well, that would would have been funny, with Wirtz not getting an assist for like basically an assist, but <laughs> Dorm for a deflection he didn't like intentionally did getting an assist just because Silva scored. But in the end, it wasn't a goal. So I, I remember wrongly in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It would have been. It would have been. And uh, but yeah, no, he got he got he got that taken away. But the thing is, he had a couple of shots on goal. He was he was involved in the attacking returns. The problem with Eric Durb is he didn't look that great in midweek against Leverkusen in the cup. But that's a that's another story, perhaps. But yeah, okay. Let's move on to our next listener question. It's from at Demon two six zero zero. He's got a three part question flow. He's asking who he should be making room for Sancho in his team, Grifo or Caligiuri. He says I've been leaning towards Grifo for some time now considering Bayern's poor defence and Freiburg's convincing form though he feels like he may need to rethink it for this week specifically Grifo or Caligiuri I would sell Grifo and keep Caligiuri I agree yeah and I'm like it's always tough to say just for one week but uh, with with the fixtures that uh, lies ahead for Freiburg I I love Grifo to death but yeah I, I think you could Although <laughs> now I'm saying that and uh, I'm just looking ahead and Augsburg is playing Bayern <laughs> yeah. in midweek. 
So, so, so maybe you just like you, you're, it's, yeah, they're not, they're not probably, uh, yeah, it's depending on how your squad uh, looks. Definitely Kalidruri for this match day and Grifo. Um, they're having a home game against Frankfurt uh, in midweek. And Grifo is a better option in midweek if that helps you. Yeah, that's it. I mean, let's actually we can skip over question two because he's asking whether Trimble is worth keeping for this match day I think we've answered that already but part three he says if Wurz is fit who should or who would you recommend as a replacement he says he already has Stindl, Caligiuri, Yunus and Grifo and I read that and I go well careful with Armin Yunus as well because he came off injured in the cup Um, so at that point you may actually need to prioritise getting rid of Yunus you may have to keep Grifo you may have to keep Caligiuri and that's where these tricky moments come in as fantasy managers aren't they yeah, definitely. Um, and, and that's the reasoning why I wouldn't think about selling a Leverkusen asset if they start, because it's so much worth the, the, the certainty. I mean, last match day, I had three players who weren't even in the match day, uh, in the match day squad. I, I had Cunha, uh, I had Wurz, and I had Sessignon. So I had like three zeros out of the gate. So, which meant that I wasn't able to swap uh, even one player out of my lineup. So every every point counted. So like the guys who got two points ended up being in my lineup. Uh, and that's something I always try to avoid. So um, having the certainty that the player actually is starting is worth a lot, in my opinion. And that's why, like, uh, yeah, don't, don't think about selling guys who are on a Friday evening playing, unless maybe it's... It's Trimble because I think in defense we bit more certainty sometimes than in the attacking positions. Yeah, but that's just my just my take. Um, and the guy to bring in, I have like let me think. I haven't like excellent. Well, it's not. It's not an easy Sorry, one. Like low, low budget, low budget midfielders aren't easy to yeah. come by. I mean, you look at you look at the the Stuttgart guys and they're coming up against Gladbach at home this weekend. And I have to say, I mean, this already kind of is a bit of a spoiler, but I've really struggled with my player picks this week. I don't know about you, Flo. Yeah. And it was because there's really no standouts. You yeah. know, okay, beyond the obvious ones, Sancho Harland. You know, those types of Lewandowski. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Ooh, Sorry, okay. I just found okay. the answer. You go with Giovanni Ray now you're fine so, okay that's a that's a very fair point because he's not like i was like i like giovanni reina is so popular that i i like that's that's something i missed so i would actually bring in reina and if you still want to bring in sancho you 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 can do that i don't think it's it's a mistake to double up but in a home game against mines um just because of uh the price tag of giovanni reina so yeah definitely choice number one to go with Joanna Reyna. And like, I, I really struggle to find another one in that price category. Maybe if you're looking Augsburg, Vargas, I think he's a bit more expensive, but still not that expensive. And I. That has to be the end of the list, almost. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of with you, especially for this weekend. You know, okay, in in the big picture, there are other names we could mention, but for this weekend, that's just not. Or are you going with uh, an Union midfielder? Ooh, yeah, um, that's definitely something you you could do. Um, just not sure what what candidate is like even Robert Robert Andrich he's been banging in the goals yeah. this season Flo yeah but is he is he playing I just <laughs> like yeah. checked and he isn't in the predicted lineup for I'm, I'm not sure why I've got him he's in he's um, in kickers 
He's in kicker's predicted lineup. Oh yeah, yeah, I missed that. Ah, he's playing as a number six there. Okay, I thought he no, was. I, more, yeah, yeah, pr- probable players the six. Yeah, then, but then like, yeah, yeah, that's a mistake there. Yeah, you can you can think about getting Andrich in your squad. Although he's nine point two, I just checked nine point two million. Okay, that's million. a bit pricey. Like he's not that cheap. He's not that cheap. And most of the other guys who play, uh, they are slotted in uh, as strikers. So if you um, want like the Ingvartsen or uh, Geraldo Becker, all strikers in the game. Um, if Becker were a midfielder, like he, he would be a, a great pick, but he's not. Yeah. But um, like, look at the starting lineup if you want a cheaper guy with some certainty attached. I think the Union midfield might actually be a way to go. Um, I'm not sure that there's a way that there's a cheap. Leverkusen midfielder in the starting lineup, probably not. Yeah, and or it's going to be someone like Julian Baumgartlinger, who, let's be honest, yeah, we can't yeah. really recommend bringing into your fantasy team because it just wouldn't be a great recommendation. Yeah. Um, so that's that's exactly exactly where we're at. So I, I, hopefully that does help, uh, Demon. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And then I, I will say this: we've got one. We had one final question written down from uh, our good friend Gavin underscore Bull underscore IE. But he is asking about those exact three players that you lost out on on the weekend flow: Cunha, Verts, and Sessignon about who to ditch and who to keep. I think we've covered all those bases. So hopefully uh, he can recover from the fifty-three point weekend. He had on match day 15 that is a that is brutal it has to be said um but yeah we will leave it there for part one we'll be back in part two to look through these all important fixture list Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy and time to get into the schedule for this weekend, which starts on a Friday night. And it's a game that we have talked about already, Union against Leverkusen. Now, Union are the or on the second longest unbeaten run of their Bundesliga history, five games without defeat, and have actually lost just twice in their 15 league games so far this season. Meanwhile, Leverkusen are without a win in three in the Bundesliga. However, they did beat Frankfurt in the DFB-Pokal on Tuesday. So we've talked about a couple of players here. Um, is there anyone that's really top of your list in terms of if people out there don't have an Union player or a Leverkusen player in their squad right now, who should they be looking to invest in and who should they maybe be trying to avoid? Uh, I think we talked about all assets that are viable uh, for these sides. Um, I think it's Wurz if he's playing Amiri in midfield and up front. Bailey would be my first choice, uh, even if Alario starts, because I think um, they, they're they doing some job sharing with Alario and Schick. Uh, and I think the likelihood of Alario playing close to 90 minutes is pretty slim. Maybe if you, like, if you need a budget defender, maybe go with Dragovic or whoever plays right back, um, basically, for Leverkusen uh, is a choice you can take. Not Sinkraven. Um, if Sinkgrafen plays, um, that's, that's the question. Um, it's true. No, I think Sinkgrafen is so underwhelming. Uh, I, mi- I might even like prefer going with uh, Dragovich and I think you save some money while doing it. 3.6 for Dragovich, 6.6 for Sinkgrafen. And, um, could be that yet by plays, he's 4.6. So 
yeah, um, not the worst options, but I'm I'm not in love with doing that. But I have to say, I mean, I like the Dragovic pick as well because compared to Tar and okay, Taps have scored his first ever Leverkusen goal in, in midweek, but Dragovic is the biggest aerial threat of all those defenders when it comes to corners. He loves attacking uh, deliveries into the box, so I think yeah. he really could be a, quite a, a nifty little pick potentially. I think at least he's going to win more challenges than Sinkraven mm. uh, on average. So you, if like if he wins more than ten challenges, you at least get a baseline from four points for challenges, one two points for playing seventy minutes. I'm not sure how much like he's involved in in shots, but like that's the that's the problem with Sinkraven as well. Like. like he has five points on average on for every game he plays. It's just not cutting it. Um, and I'm, I, I personally am sick of waiting until uh, Sinkraven breaks out. Like he, <laughs> he has been in my squad yeah. for times last year, and I think even this year. But like I always regretted the decision, and and I think it's just like we always think you want the the fullback of Leverkusen has to be great, yeah. hasn't it? But like, it's not showing. And um, if I invest there, then it has to be really cheap. And, and Dragovic with 3.6 million certainly fits the bill. And he's like, it's more likely that Dragovic scores a goal than Sinkraven is probably because Dragovic can score after set pieces and, uh, I don't think that's highly likely with Sinkraven. No, that's that's fair. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I've had him in my squad actually for, for, for a fair bit of this season, actually. And he hasn't done terribly, but he hasn't ever really shone. And he's been one of those players where I've got, ah, okay, he's only six point something million, so like, I can live with it. But I, I do, I think, I completely agree with your rationale there, definitely. Uh, one thing we should mention for this game as well, something that we didn't mention when we were talking about Christopher Trimmel earlier, is the fact that he is on four bookings. So one more yellow card and he will be facing a one-match ban. That is something that is worth keeping in mind for those who own Trimmel. The other question I wanted to ask you about this one, Flo, is how much... Because Friday night games, we always talk about this is a great time to invest in these teams because, of course, you know the lineups and you've got the guarantee of a player starting. However, how big a factor do the midweek matches against Leipzig who uh, Union face and Dortmund, who Leverkusen face, play in your decision-making? Because it almost feels like it, it stops you from dipping too deep into this game. Mm, wouldn't necessarily say that for Leverkusen. Because um, I think the home game against Dortmund is not like a great matchup, but like it, it don't has to be a disaster uh, for your Leverkusen mm. assets. And it's, like, it's, a thirst, uh, it's a Tuesday game. Um, and that's definitely an advantage because it's always better to be a bit front heavy, um, during midweek fixtures, just because you've got like, you know, the points of, a, uh, if you know the points of as many players as possible before, um, the last kickoff time hits, um, it's definitely an advantage. And that's the reason why, like, Union is playing on, on Wednesday. So I prefer, like if you're thinking longer term, I prefer Leverkusen assets just because of their uh, their Tuesday matchup uh, against 
at Dortmund. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I was that's why I was saying I was got got myself into a bit of a pickle potentially for midweek because I had a look at my squad. I've only got five players right now out of my fifteen that are playing on Tuesday, and I, I do not like and, that. And feeling. there's an early Wednesday uh, game that well, Schalke I, against Cologne. Yeah, but I don't have any so. players from that, those teams either. So yeah, but that's maybe it. I have ten would... players potentially playing in that last kickoff slot, which just brings okay, it could work out, but there's this inherent risk of if anyone sticks yeah. it up, you can't really save yourself or take them out yeah and you're, you're, you're like you're bound to leave points on the bench because mm. because you probably like if you you can't bring in 10 people unless all your other players did suck before and I'm I don't, I'm not sure I mean it's your squad so maybe that's more likely than not James um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong <laughs> hey babe pipe down but, pipe down you're below me in the standings yeah, actually yeah, I'm not I'm taking not, that from you I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I just want I want to pull your leg at least one like uh, one time per show. So uh, yeah, that's only fair. Been there, done that. So yeah, <laughs> that is only fair. Yeah, that's that's definitely something to keep in mind. And will um, like if I if I'm debating two players, that's definitely a big factor for me. And that's like Hoffenheim is playing on the Tuesday as well. So like we have this Hoffenheim assets who stunk. Uh, till the winter break, but like we're riding them just because of matchups and and kickoff times, and I I don't think we have an out mm. yet for the Hoffenheim players. No, I I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Okay, let's move on to Borussia Dortmund, who we've just been talking about, and start off with the three thirty kickoffs on Saturday, and they are up against Mainz on home soil. Uh, a couple of stats for you: Haaland is the first player in the Bundesliga's history to have scored twenty five goals from his first. 25 games but be warned Mainz have won two of their last three trips to the Signal Iduna Park so flow with that in mind who's your player pick? Uh, Jaden Sancho 19.3 million although it could be Erling Haaland and those two are actually a bit higher on my list um, than Rafael Guerrero uh, just because of the system with a four-man backline that Terzic prefers um, which means that Guerrero is not playing as forward-minded uh, than we used to see him with a three-man backline. Uh, still a great pick, but if I have to prioritize, uh, it would be Haaland and Sancho for me. Yeah, I think those are those are very straightforward picks, but sometimes the most straightforward ones are the best ones. And yeah, when Haaland is scoring the way he is, and Sancho finally, I mean, we've been waiting for this moment, but he's finally rediscovered his form, um, a goal and an assist in both of the last yeah. two games. Uh, yeah, he was one that I had, I had before Christmas and leading into Christmas, and I'm almost a bit upset that I talked myself out of keeping him in my squad after Christmas because um, I went for the, I went for Rainer, I went for the cut the cut price option instead to try and get into the Dortmund midfield and uh, definitely not the right way to go because Reina has delivered very little in terms of attacking returns in fantasy since Christmas, which yeah. is worrying. Yeah, and uh, one stat to add on, on Sancho, uh, James, is that like what he was lacking was efficiency. Mm. Like that was the most because he is involved, or he was involved until now in 61 shots on goal so far this season. Only one midfielder has more. Can you guess who that is? Vincenzo? Correct. It's Vincenzo Grifo. Yeah. He's sitting at 65. But Vincenzo Grifo played 15 games and Sancho played 13. Wow. And he's just like four shots off. 
So that shows you that like the stats are there for Sancho and now like it's it's coming um and, and it's leading to goals now. Yeah. And uh, I think that was bound to happen uh sooner rather than later. So I I think Sancho's back being a great pick uh cuz he's uh, like he's so involved in everything that's happening at Dortmund so yeah. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, he probably should have got three bonus points at least for the way he skinned Paolo Otavio uh, against Wolfsburg because it was I, absolutely emphatic. Yeah, I brought in Otavio, so kudos to me. <laughs> oh dear. Well, he, yeah, I was going to say, he was one of your player picks last week, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but in fairness, you did redeem yourself. I'll mention this later on in the show. You did redeem yourself because I think it was your Vegas choice was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but that's for later. So let's move on to the next game. Hoffenheim against Bielefeld. Hoffenheim, they have lost four of their last five Bundesliga games and are yet to pick up a point in 2021. They are also the only team this season yet to have a clean sheet. <laughs> which kind of makes my argument about Sessegnon earlier uh, maybe not as I, I as didn't want to interrupt you there, but been. that was my uh, <laughs> my point. Well, let's let's be honest. If if you're going to pick up your first yeah. clean sheet of the season, the team to do it against is Armenia Bielefeld at home, considering the fact that Bielefeld just struggled to score goals. But we should mention that with Bielefeld, they do have four wins this season. They've all come against relegation candidates, though. And let's be honest, we now need to start considering Hoffenheim, I believe, I as relegation so, yeah. candidates. So, well, yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, so who would you be picking from this game? I know we've mentioned a couple of players already, but <sighs> if you had to pick one, Flo? Yeah, that... That's a tough one. Still uh, leaning Hoffenheim, um, definitely here. I talked about Kramaric. He can explode at any time. Um, Since Baumgartner is suspended, I'm not feeling safe about anyone else. But like the one guy I think who has a sneaky chance to have a great game is Robert Sko. And he's costing you 10.7 million. So you get a a quite a big discount from going down from Kramaric to Sko. He's a striker in the game, which sucks because... If he would be a midfielder, like he would be my instant um, change from Baumgartner to Sko. Um, but you, uh, unfortunately, you can't do that. But like his his prowess from set pieces, and he's playing uh, in an attacking role now. And Hoon uh, said that it's like he he won't play as a left back anymore, uh, usually under him. So that leads me to believe that that Sko can have a good game. Yeah. Because like he he shoots and he knows how to shoot, so uh, uh, I think like he he's the only guy. But he, he's risky and like I'm not rushing out to get him into my squad. But like if you've just like everything works out perfectly, but you just have 11 million left, you can't get up to the big guns up front. And maybe going with Sko can pay off. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost still a little upset that Score didn't get made a defender in the game this season um, because after. Or at least, or, a, yeah, midfielder, at least a midfielder, yes. right? Because he would have been out of position now and we would have been reaping the rewards perhaps. But yeah, unfortunately, the, the fantasy gods didn't shine in our favour on that occasion. Um, but I, I, I think that's a great player pick from this one. Um, let's talk about the next game, Köln against Hertha. It's actually the game I'm commentating this weekend. Two head coaches under a lot of pressure, it's fair to say. And Cologne have now actually gone four games without a win and four games without scoring in the Bundesliga. And they now come up against a Hertha side who, while they're not in the best form themselves they have won each of their last two trips to the Rhein Energie Stadion without conceding a goal they were a 4-0 win and a 2-0 win so where are we at with this game flow because we've talked about Hertha we haven't really touched on Köln player pick wise who are you looking at I, I think I'm going with Ismail Jakob so I'm not rushing out to 
get him into my squad. That much is is clear. And I just read, because while I'm looking at uh, having a quick peek at the preview for that match, that Plattenhardt is questionable. So if, if Plattenhardt can't go, I think Mittelstern probably has to be the pick here. And uh, Hertha is playing on the Tuesday as well. Um, although I was saying as well, Cologne is not playing on Tuesday, but they have the early kickoff on Wednesday, which is what counts in my books. So both of these teams are investable if you're planning ahead. And then probably Ismail Jacobs, um, Cologne defender who's playing as a left winger, um, or Maxi Mittelstedt. These two would be my options. And now that I'm reading that Plattenhardt is questionable, Mittelstedt doesn't look that bad. Uh, Jacobs is sitting at 6.2 million uh, of a price tag. And we know that he can explode for big games. But, like, Cologne has to improve uh, on the attacking front. Otherwise, like, you get a dud uh, from Jakobs. Because, um, like, they don't get off any shots. That's not creating points. And Mittelstädt is sit- sitting at 8.2. Um, both definitely viable options. And you would, you probably feel good about them going into midweek. Although you got the risk of rotation, um, but that's like that's true too for every player you got. And only Bremen and Gladbach players, uh, like you have the advantage of them kicking off the next match day on the early kickoff on Tuesday evening, and that's definitely an advantage. But you you don't want to load up on Bremen players uh, out of the same reason you don't want to load up on Cologne players. They're just not creating enough. And uh, yeah, so Gladbach players fine um, because of the kickoff time. Yeah. No, that's it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm getting off the beaten track today a lot, James. I got the feeling I have to <laughs> apologize. This is what, for this that, is what happens when you're not sipping on a gin and tonic while you're recording, Flo. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the reasoning is James because like I'm doing homeschooling, of course, because um, all our kids in, in in Germany are at home right now. And uh, so I didn't have as much time to prepare uh, than usual, which means I, I'm doing a bit of uh, something uh, on the fly. So I'm uh, some thoughts just come to me while I'm speaking, and that's not that's not always a good thing. But oh, Jacobs is my pick here. I, th- I think the listeners will forgive you. Don't worry, uh, because as, as I say, this is this really it, this is not an easy match day, and the problem is we are in dealing with this match day. We are also having to think about midweek. We're also having to yeah. think about next weekend as well. And this is what I mean. This is a very tricky uh, period of time um, at the start of 2021, where it could make or break a couple of people. So I don't I don't think you're wrong to be thinking on the fly here because yeah. there's so much to take in for this weekend. And, and breaking news, James, while we record, um, it's just official. That- that Luka Jovic is Oh, back. we're definitely going to be talking about him. I already had a question down for him. Uh, yeah. We're definitely going to be talking about him. Yeah, I mean, we knew that was going to happen, but Frankfurt just confirmed it. Uh, that's, uh, that is brilliant, brilliant news. Luka Jovic back in the Bundesliga. Happy days. Um, okay, let's move on to our next question, uh, or next game then. Uh, Bremen against Augsburg. Uh, since beating Augsburg 3-2 on match day three of last season, Bremen have only won two of their last 22 home matches in the Bundesliga. However, they do already have more points this season, 15, uh, than they managed in the entire first half of the previous campaign. Uh, so that's that's got to be a good sign at the very least. And let's be honest, uh, 
a home game against Augsburg. There are potential returns in this for both teams, if we're being honest. But who would you be looking at to bring into your squad, flow? At first, next breaking news, James. So that's like uh, Plattenhardt definitely out for Ooh. the weekend. Oh, we moved on to, oh, I moved on so, too quickly from the air to game rubbish. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I just checked because I like, uh, I got a push uh, because of the Jovic thing and then I thought, let's, let's check if like some late news that wasn't there before we recorded and Plattenhardt definitely out for the weekend. Okay. Which means that, that Mittelstadt is, is looking pretty nice uh Oh, fuck, I'm really gutted. I sold him now last week. Why did they, why did I do that? Yeah, you. But that's stuff you you can't predict. Like injuries. Like don't try to predict injuries. It's not a good idea. No, it's, it's, you're very right. You're very right. But uh, yeah, he's, he's going to make me regret that decision uh, a little bit. But okay, um, Bremen Augsburg. Then who are you picking? Uh, I'm going with Lud- Ludwig Augustinsson. He, he's he's the best. Like uh, our good friend Alex Cheffer, uh, James did. Um, put a vote out who's the best left back in the Bundesliga <laughs> and he didn't even put Augustinsson in probably because he saw like we, we we voting on the number two but like he like he's he's having a great season if only he will play at a better club it would be nice for him but uh, he's having a great season a good season in a fantasy sense as well 9.6 million and Bremen starts the next match day on the early Tuesday kickoff. So I would even like, if I bring in Augustinsson, I'm keeping him for the Gladbach game for sure. Wow. Okay. And that's meaning I'm, I don't have a Gladbach defender. Yeah. Um, that, that's how I would go about. But yeah. Yeah. Augustinsson, I think is a decent chance, but I, like every player you have, and you probably only have players from Augsburg, uh, re- reasonably, I think you can keep. For that match, it's a pretty pretty open match. I don't expect it to be a good, real football match, but maybe there's some fantasy points in it. And if you want to go very very cheap, uh, you definitely could think about bringing in Kevin Mervald for two point four million. If you need that much of a salary relief, I don't love him, um, but at least you know that he shoots from time to time, and he's probably in the starting lineup. He scored a brilliant header earlier this season as well. I think it was against Wolfsburg, wasn't it? In that 5-3 match, uh, which was absolutely sensational. Uh, One of the best headers I've I've ever seen in the Bundesliga, I have to to be honest. Um, Okay, let's move on to the team. Actually, I was just mentioning Wolfsburg. Uh, They are at home to Leipzig. Now, this is it for me. The the three games we've just talked about, Köln Herr to Bremen, Augsburg, and now Wolfsburg, Leipzig. These are the types of games you look at and go, ooh, I'm not sure, but I almost feel like they might just break the mold this weekend and turn out to be great fantasy matches. Matches, but that's a, a bit of a, a prediction. I'm putting my neck out there. But let's talk about Wolfsburg against Leipzig because Leipzig have never suffered two defeats in a row under Julian Nagelsmann, while Wolfsburg, incidentally, are still yet to suffer defeat on home soil this season. They've won each of their last five at the Volkswagen Arena, and they are no longer this, you know, sit back and defend team. They have, uh, you know, some attacking prowess about them now as well, which does suggest that there could be goals in this one. But Flo, if you were picking a player from this fixture, who would it be? Apart from Angelino, it would be Danny Olmo, uh, 16.1 million. And he's starting, I think, to pull ahead from the competition at Leipzig. And, uh, he did pick up 12 points against Dortmund. He was my highest scoring player, period, last match day. So, uh, 
Uh, I'm I'm happy that I have him in my squad, and I think he's a pretty reliable source of fantasy points. So yeah, he's a guy I would definitely keep. Um, apart from Angelino, who's like I'm like yeah, he's he's Angelino. He's in our squad. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have the I don't have the minutes to back it up, but uh, you know, out of Unkunku, Olmo, Forsberg, Paulson, these types of players, I really feel like Olmo has definitely got the most minutes under his belt, which yeah. makes me think that he's definitely Nagelsmann's number one so, pick. I, I'm not sure what happened with Paulson, but he's not a regular starter anymore. I think we have to face the fact. Well, uh, it's oh, interesting because I almost feel like he's being handpicked for certain games. It's like Nagelsmann goes, you know what? I want you against this team because you bring these qualities. But yeah, he's not relying on him week in, week out. No, not like not even close to that. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, and so I like he's 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 not reliable at all. No, that's it. It's almost like Emil Forsberg has become the first choice striker this season. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think with Sirlot scoring a goal against uh, Dortmund, mm. that maybe like if he wants to have a real striker up front, it's probably going to be Sirlot and not Paulson. Yeah, no, I, I think I'd agree with you. And I mean, we're still waiting. I, I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name and I do need to figure this out. Schoberschlei, yeah. uh, I think it's something along those lines, how he's going to affect this Leipzig side yeah. when he's fit again. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that like he will um, play a big part in this campaign. So with the injury taking him out for quite some time, and I think he's more of a guy who will see the best out next season. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but based on his, his record of goal-scoring returns or at least being involved in attacking returns in the Austrian league. Uh, it does it does potentially uh, bode well, but yes, uh, a bit of a step up to the Bundesliga from what is known as the other Bundesliga nicely on Twitter. Uh, they do a lovely podcast if you have ever listened to it. But yes, I'm now, I'm now getting uh, detracted from the main event. So let's move on to the next game. game it's the Saturday evening fixture the first of our standalones after the Friday night match of course but it's Stuttgart against Gladbach now Stuttgart they have the best away record in the Bundesliga but for the first time in the club's history they've actually got seven games at home without a win in the Bundesliga uh, Die Schwaben have also yet to celebrate a clean sheet at home now I know you've talked about this game and gone well it's not a foregone conclusion either way but there's goals in this game I think is what we can probably guarantee Flo right yeah, you, you, you'd have to say that with the way both clubs are playing. So um, I feel fine with every fantasy asset you have here, but I don't love anyone as well. So I'm, I'm like I'm in between um, with all the options you have, um, and I think you you stick with them unless you have like three Stuttgart and three Gladbach players, and you probably have to sort that out a bit, but. Yeah, up front, uh, actually, Gonzalez would be my first choice from, from both clubs with player not being 100%. And Mbolo had like a hand injury and is questionable for this game. Player is questionable as well. So that would like, I'm, I'm shying away from the Gladbach attack and the midfield. Uh, Hofmann is a premium option and, uh, Castro is a budget option you can look at, in my opinion. Or maybe going even with Klimovic could be a great differential pick because uh, he, he, he can score fantasy points if he's in a starting lineup. But 
um, Castro will probably start and with Klimovic, it's like 50-50. Yeah, that's that's the only problem with Klimovic, isn't it? And and maybe to a lesser degree, Koulibaly as well. But yeah, these types I, I of, think they're, they're coming in every now and again, but it's a massive gamble when they come in. And if you get it right, of course, maybe it turns out big, but it's a huge risk. Yeah, and uh, I think Koulibaly, like he hasn't started in a while, if I'm not mistaken. And so I'm I'm not expecting him. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, ever since Gonzalez right has come back and Silas has been moved out yes. wide, that has that has definitely yeah. curtailed Koulibaly's involvement from the start. That's very That's the true. reasoning. And Sosa is playing uh, on the left flank now. So uh, we had Silas and Koulibaly manning the flanks uh, at times, um, but that's not happening anymore. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely Koulibaly not not. And my plans. Talk, talk, talk to me a little bit about Gladbach here as well, because we've mentioned the fact they the first game in midweek on Tuesday against Werder Bremen. They also have the first game on the weekend, the Friday night game against Dortmund. Um, so they've got this wonderful bit of flexibility that's going to help. I personally have Stefan Leiner still in my squad because I couldn't bring him out for the Bayern game. And I'm not too upset about that now looking forward. But let's talk about the midfielders. We mentioned Hoffman. Uh, the battle with him and Lars Stindl is, is a very good one right now because I feel like you can't really go yeah. wrong with either of them, Flo. But is Hoffman now head and shoulders above Stindl? Uh, a bit, because um, I think he has more set-piece duties and that gives him a higher floor. So I would prefer Hoffman over Stindl. Uh, although if I had Stindl and not Hoffman, I'd, it wouldn't be a priority for me to, to change that. And... Um, I'm a bit worried uh, that Stindl might get rotated out one of these days because he's the oldest statesman. But since they're playing on like the early Tuesday kickoff and you know if he's in the starting lineup for midweek, uh, I, I think you're fine with both guys. And especially since Embolo and Player are questionable, I don't see a way where Rosa leaves Stindl out of the match, especially since Gladbach didn't play in midweek. Um, so, yeah. Um, I prefer Hoffman just a smidge, but uh, Stindl's still great and would keep both. Yeah, that's it. I, I really don't think you can go wrong with either of them. Um, but I, I, I do think Stindl will become a bigger rotation risk further down the line, especially when Champions League fixtures start becoming a thing again for Gladbach. Um, although there may only be two of them, but let's maybe let's knock on wood and hope for the best when it comes to that. OK, let's move on to the first of the two Sunday games, Bayern against Freiburg. After suffering defeat at Gladbach last season on match day 14, Bayern then went unbeaten for the remainder of the 2019-20 campaign to clear their ninth straight title and you've got to think Flo I don't think they're quite in the position to do the same thing again they can't do that what like it's all already over I don't know haven't you heard um, I heard Bayern lost <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's not too important for us eh? yeah they, they lost two straight James that's true um, that's true but we, I, uh, I think that the stat was about league form and not just not just the cut but you are right they did lose in midweek as well I love it no I think the stat is for the remainder of the a whole campaign not just league everything combined cup Actually, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, hundred percent, you're right. Yeah, they won the yeah. treble. So, yeah, sorry, I don't know what I'm. I'm chatting absolute nonsense here. Um, no, you're you're completely right. Yeah, and I'm I'm so glad for Finn Bartels. Have to put that out there. Oh, oh my days. Yes, we have to give Finn some what a love. moment. Uh, it, it has to be said. Yeah, great moment. What was it? He 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 lost all eight games against Bayern 
before. And I mean, there's history with Bartels and Bayern in, in the Cup. And the, and the semi-final, I think 2016 that was, uh, not the game where we were robbed by the Coman uh, penalty. Uh, I mean, the semi-final where we got robbed by the Vidal penalty, um, Vidal dive. Oh, yes. You can put that in and Google it. It is a oh, horrific, yeah. horrific decision. And in the same game, Bartels... Uh, did score a goal and that was called off because of a dodgy, uh, like offensive foul that should have taken place in that, that game. So very dodgy call would have been the equalizer for Bremen and called off. Yeah, that, that I remember. Yeah. I'd forgotten about the Vidal dive, but you're right. That was one of the worst we've ever seen, um, in German yeah. football, I'd go to say. Um, but okay, let's, let's maybe not talk about Bayern here because we've actually got a question from a listener about their opponents this weekend. And it's from Time to Nort Bremser, uh, which is still one of the best Twitter handles out there, in my opinion, uh, because he's asking Flo after five straight wins, Freiburg's stock is on the rise. Does that apply to the player's fantasy value as well? And this is where we need to bring up the fixtures yeah. that are coming up for Freiburg that we've talked about and alluded to because they're up against Bayern and then they're at home to Frankfurt then at home to Stuttgart then away to Wolfsburg and then at home to Dortmund yeah although not a single one of those games flow is an easy fixture for them no but I think home games against Frankfurt or Stuttgart especially Stuttgart because Stuttgart is playing a, a really attacking kind of football and I think there can be value on both sides of on the pitch uh, against Stuttgart yeah, it's definitely not ideal. And uh, away at Wolfsburg at home against Dortmund. So, yeah, it's it's not looking great uh, for Freiburg. And I think the only guy I would think about bringing through with me is Grifo right now. Yeah. Who who would be? Like, he can he can stand that. And, I mean, Demirovic is starting to make a name for himself. I'm glad you mentioned him. He's definitely something... Um, uh, somebody we should keep on our radars, but um, definitely not for this game at Munich. 7.3 million is his price tag. 22 points against Cologne. So <laughs> decent choice if you went for him for some reason uh, last week. Um, yeah, but I think we wait until the Dortmund game to invest in a big way into Freiburg assets. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I think Grifo might just stay in squads because people will prioritise other transfers and rightly so yeah. because you don't need to prioritise getting Grifo out of your team when we know he's going to be involved in shots yeah. on goal. Um, and, and that's, yeah, so yeah, I completely agree with that. But I, I'm, not, I'm not a but, huge fan of their fixtures, um, but it's also not the end of the world. I, I just think with, with Günther, for instance, I think it's more likely that they don't get a clean sheet out of these five games. True then they get at least one clean sheet out. Because every one of these clubs, apart from Wolfsburg maybe, but they are pretty good at on home, home soil. Um, the other four clubs are pretty good going forward. Yeah, that's it. And, and all Grifo needs is a penalty, right? All Freiburg need to win is a yeah. penalty and Grifo will be guaranteed to, well, at the very least, get a shot on target, you'd hope. Um, <laughs> but okay, so Bayern, they got knocked out of the cup uh, last night. I mean, it, good for fantasy owners, potentially bad yeah. for Freiburg. Woke up my wife in, Did you win? <laughs> in the middle of the night. Hey, in fact, when, when, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself but let off like some steam and a loud scream when, when Bartles 
hit the penalty. Ah, that was great. Okay. great yeah, you weren't alone in that, but I think my wife was a couple of rooms away enough that I didn't quite disturb her, um, hopefully. But no, I definitely celebrated in my kitchen. Well, my wife was upstairs and I was downstairs and she still <laughs> heard me. So, oh, you yeah. really went for it with him then. I love it. I love it. I can only imagine. Um, I mean, okay, well, of all the guys, battle scores in regular time and then scores a decisive penalty I had a small tear in my eye. I have to admit that. that those, those are the moments that, are, that make the cup, right? That, those are the moments we live for when it comes to cup competition. And uh, the, the irony of the fact that Bayern got the, the match delayed and everything and they still got knocked out. And now we are going to have a new winner of the day of people, Carl. That's, a, that's an exciting thing, definitely. So I think, yes, he had every right to, to revel in it. And we certainly reveled in it today on this show with the Jürgen Klopp clip as well. So um, let's move on to our final game then. Frank against Schalke they are closing out the match day now Frankfurt's victory over Mainz last weekend was their third win on the bounce their best run in the league since early 2019 when they won six consecutive games as Flo's mentioned earlier Luka Jovic has completed his move to Frankfurt the interesting news about that if I'm right is that unlike Timothy uh, Fosu-Mensa who has joined Bayer Leverkusen from Manchester United Luka Jovic will not have to quarantine on the basis of the fact that he has already had coronavirus, if I'm right, um, which could mean that he becomes, you know, an asset straight away. But I wanted to ask you, Flo, what do we make of his return and potentially his impact on Frankfurt assets? I don't think we'll see him straight into the starting lineup this weekend, yeah, but I, I think further down the line, an impact is going to be made. Yeah. And like, I'm curious uh, on what's going to happen because Hütter just changed the system to play with just one striker up front and that's Andre Silva. And I can't imagine uh, Hütter not fielding Jovic and Silva together because like, they are like two of the best players they have. So they will play together. Um, I think it's possible that Silva plays more and a bit of a false nine and, and Jovic as an all-and-out all striker. That would be my like first idea of what's going to happen, which means there's only one place left. Uh, for Yunus Kamada or uh, who's the third guy? I'm just forgetting about. I'm in Barcock. Yeah, I'm in Barcock. Correct. These three guys. So one place left if if Jovic is in. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You're you're right. I'm just checking the press release. Um. With Jovic and uh, he had Corona, and he don't has to go in quarantine. So he basically would be good to go on the weekend if. Frankfurt chooses to do. I mean, the other thing we should, yeah, we should take into consideration, he has not been playing that often for Real Madrid. Um, he has not, you know, been in a rhythm. And so it may take him some time to find that rhythm. But let's be honest, we are well aware of what Luka Jovic can produce in fantasy returns. I mean, you just got to think back to his four, uh, five goal haul against uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf last season, which was absolutely incredible. But there is the question as to whether, yes, he will be able to work with Andre Silva the same way he worked with Sebastian Allaire and Ante Rebic, because the the, the club has or the, the style of play has changed a little bit since he left um, so that's one to keep an eye on um, and I'm not scared I've got Andre Silver in my squad right now I'm not scared about the impact just yet but it's definitely one I'm going to be wary of moving forward you you have to think that so I, I think Silva will still be playing but if like is he the uh, fo focal point of the attack when Jovic is there I think that like that, that can be in doubt and I, I think that's a good thing 
for Frankfurt because I don't think it's healthy uh, how much like um, of of the pie of the shots, for instance, are going to Silva. I think they have to get more guys involved and uh, it's probably a good thing on the football pitch can be a bad thing for Silva and fantasy. We'll see, but no time to, to panic right now and I'm just checking... Uh, if I can see a price tag for Jovic, uh, but no, uh, so I, I don't, I don't know, uh, how much he's going to cost in, in fantasy. And I, I don't think there's any need to, to decide on that before the weekend. Cause like it, it would be a bad idea to bring him in. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, yes, it, it would be a huge risk. I don't think we can recommend I mean, they, it. They won three in a row. They don't bring a guy they present on Thursday to play on Sunday in the starting lineup. I, I can't imagine uh, them doing that. It sends the wrong message to the players that are already at the club and haven't left to join Real Madrid and come back on loan. That's the other thing. Um, so I agree with you. I mean, we haven't really talked about Schalke, but I think we covered that in part one with Hafid FW's question. Um, so let's move on to our player picks and close out this show flow, starting with your Vegas choice. Who have you gone for? And who had our last week? You said I nailed that. I'm actually, I can't oh, remember who it is. Nicolas Gonzalez, oh. 19 points. Yeah. It was a phenomenal pick by you. You're yeah. spot on. Uh, Thanks. And, and it wasn't like fishing for compliments. I, I wasn't like, I, I, I <laughs> just couldn't forgotten. remember. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the Kiel game just made my, my, <laughs> my mind go berserk. I've got two players down here and it's Andre Kramaric for 15.8 million or Robert Sko for 10.7 million. I think both would fit the bill of a Vegas choice. Hoffenheim is left for dead for many, for many players, but like, they 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 have to like i'm not sure if they want to play for the coach or not but that's definitely something we could see on the weekend and them just not not letting off of bielefeld is a possibility it's a possibility that they choke and that they just bad but that's why they are vegas choices i think um like 3 months ago home matchup against bielefeld we would lick our chops to get Hoffenheim players into our squads. And Definitely. Yeah. I uh, still think that's a, a, a pretty realistic way how this game can shape out. No, I, I would agree with that. Uh, Bielefeld are, are good for conceding goals. Um, and I, 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 I just saw who you have as a... I was going to say, yeah, I was, I was intrigued to see what your reaction to this would be because I think, I mean, it really does fit a Vegas choice. But I, I, as I said, I really struggled with my player picks this week. Uh, I just, I, I, I couldn't quite find those, you know, fun ones that you're like, oh, maybe people haven't thought about this. And then I was looking through the predicted lineups on Kicker and one name stood out to me. Uh, and that was the name of Niklas Fulkrug, 11 million. And Kicker do expect him to start for Bremen against Augsburg. And if he does, I would back him to score big but there is that big risk of whether he will start or not or whether maybe uh, Davies Elka yeah. will start up front but as, as the yeah. Bremen fan on this podcast flow what are your thoughts on that pick? I don't think you can do it no no, no that's yeah. bad <laughs> no my reasoning is, is pretty easy uh, I, th I think it's it's not unlikely that he starts but Kofert said about Selke and Fulkrug they are good to go for 45 to 60 minutes and if I know that about a player I think it's it's bad as it's a bad choice, even if it still can work out. But like you want guys who like at least can 
play 90 minutes physically because the more they play, like they get one extra point for playing 70 minutes. But um, like the worst thing about being swapped out earlier is they, they can't acquire stats when they're not on the pitch. And I think that's the biggest problem with folk group. No, I mean, I, I, okay, valid point, and I do take that. I did also have the fact that Bremen are playing in you the first... You can go with Mervald well, if you, you, you want the Vegas choice that, that would be That would be, yeah, that would be as equally uh, a bigger gamble. Or Augustinsson. I mean, Augustinsson did pick up a knock on Wednesday, but Bremen already said that it's no biggie and he should be able to go on the weekend, but maybe it's a small inkling of doubt but uh, i personally think he's like he he has to play he's he's bremen's best player this season i don't think it's uh, a fast stretch to say yeah, that. i mean I, i'll be honest the other name i did have in my head was that of maximilian mittelstedt yeah. and the reason i didn't pick him is because i picked him two weeks ago as my but Vegas he's a good choice, one yeah, and i just I didn't agree. want to double up on it but he's a good he's you know he's, he's worth throwing out there as well okay how about your super schnepchen then um, I'm going with Ismail Jakob, uh, 6.2 million. Uh, although the Plattenhardt news is making Mittelstädt a lot more attractive to me than before, but he's not cheap enough for a super schnäppchen. So I think st- I still think Jakob is a good choice. And um, he- he's playing the early Wednesday kickoff. So uh, at Schalke, you can keep him in your squad. If you buy him for this match day, you keep him in your squad. Yeah. Like that's... That, that's the decision you're making. So make an active decision. Same goes true with a player like Augustinsson. If you bring him in, stick with him again, uh, 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 at That's like That's the whole plan. That's the reason why you're doing that. And uh, You should then stick to your guns even if the first game of like a doublet where you're planning to, to have a player doesn't work out. I still think most of the time you're better off uh, keeping face in, in the player uh, you had face in in the first place. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think that's a, a very, very valid point. Okay, my super schnäppchen, I'll be honest, is between two for me. I, I've written down daily Zinkgraven 6.6, but there is the risk because he's not in kickers predicted lineup. So it's a case of if he is in the starting lineup for Leverkusen uh, on Friday night, then I think daily Zinkgraven is certainly well worth it. Because the other one I had down was Eric Durm, but I thought after he scored, what was it, 23 points last weekend as a star man, it seemed a bit strange to pick him. It seems like, oh yeah, I've only jumped on the bandwagon because of that. I had him in my squad, so I can claim I didn't, but uh, that's why I picked Zinkgraven over Durm. The other thing is Durm did play uh, pretty much the whole match in midweek as well. So there is a chance that maybe Eric Durm gets rotated out um, just to give him a rest, but those two, I think, between the two left backs, or you've got three left backs now to choose from in your super schnepchen with Jakobs as well. I think those are, are three worthy candidates. How about your banker? Let's end the show on a big one. Flo, who are you going for? I'm going with Jaden Sancho. For me, he's midfielder number one again. He's back in this position. So I would prioritize him over um, most of the other guys, unless I have so little money that I can't make it work. Yeah, in a sensible way. Yeah, I yeah I completely agree with you. Actually, I mean him, him and Holland are definitely two that are right at the top of the shopping list. I went for a slightly different angle, and I actually went for Jonas Hoffman because again, it's it's not just the fact that he's a very good pick. I think for this week against Stuttgart, where I do think there will be goals in that game, and I do think he will be involved in them if they are. It's also the fact that Gladbach have these. They start the match day for the next 
two match days as well after this weekend and I think that's a very very, very valuable thing even yes. if the uh, you know okay home against Bremen uh, and then against Dortmund I mean you could pick two potentially better matchups but Jonas Hoffman the form he is in then home against Bremen oh but yeah I, you're I, I didn't want to I didn't want to rub too much salt on the wound there Flo. <laughs> but, but yes it was definitely the Bremen one that was making me say that not the Dortmund fixture the, on the weekend <laughs> yeah I mean they, they they kept Leverkusen at bay but yeah, that was like Leverkusen was just bad, so I'm I'm not sure that they can keep yeah. Gladbach at bay. So we'll see. As well. we'll see. And and Kofeld has Bosch's number every time. It's like if you're looking up the stats and Kofeld played with Bremen and, and Bosch played with Dortmund and Leverkusen against Kofeld, and like his record is abysmal against Kofeld. Like maybe it's just one of these things where. Tech, the tactical approach from Kofeld just fits very well what Bosch wants to do. And for some reason, it works out. Yeah, it's, it's very true. Very true. Uh, worked out for Uma Toprak, didn't it, last weekend as well. So that is it. Okay, ladies and gents, this has been one of those shows I think we've rambled a fair bit today. And I think it shows the, the yeah, length of the, of the episode. But I, I hope you've enjoyed it because um, it was good chat. I felt it was good chat. Um, so there's no point really curtailing it too much. But we will therefore bring it to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode. Do not forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you haven't yet joined the Talking Foosball Fantasy League. For now, from me, your host, James Thurigood Flow, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Hearn. Alfie Hearn.